Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along. Start of another week. Um, we haven't got anything planned really for this episode. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Why would we need plans when we are coming off the bat and we're taking a look back at all of the mad Premier League action from the Was weekend? It mad? That's why we st- Was mate, it mad? just remember this is why we started doing a Monday episode. It's so we could look back and reflect the on the talking points. <laughs> Have you forgotten that you and I to, are yeah. serious and increasingly influential football pundits, right? We are. We're not sat yeah. here on a Monday morning, like, trying to... People don't tune in because they just want to know what we've got planned for the week ahead. They want to get mm. our hot takes, hot red hot takes, yeah. on the big talking points. I'm talking about the VAR controversies. Right? Yeah. The we haven't, surprise um, results, some of the tactics that we've seen over the weekend, well, etc. I was going to say that. We, have, we haven't been across to the tactics board. Let's go to the tactics while, board. Now, I oh, want to talk not. about a really interesting tactic. Should we leave a gap there so you can put in the tactics board? Nah, nah. fuck All right. It. Well, <laughs> I want to go and to the tactics board and talk right. about a tactic that we talked about a long time ago because it was something that I think, I think I'm right in saying it was a very interesting South American tactic that we first saw unveiled in the 86 World Cup. And if people are, mm. are real archivists of Top Flight Time Machine, they can go back and listen to our World Cup uh, episodes from yeah, very good summer episodes, 2018. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a particular type of goal that the famous Argentinian team of that right. year that ended up winning the World Cup. They yeah. they created it. And since then, you've seen it once in a while. It hasn't been used so much in recent years, but we saw a classic right. of the genre on Saturday. I'm talking, of course, about the cocaine goal. The cocaine goal <laughs> was invented by Diego Maradona in 1986 when, yeah. playing against England in the World Cup quarterfinals, he received the ball in the yeah. centre circle. And like all great footballers do, his mind what a thousand miles per hour. There was a thousand different decisions he had to make in a split second, right? And he thought, yeah. do I lay it off? Do I turn? Do mm. I play it long? Do I play it short? Do I hold it? Or do I start running round the whole of the England team and their goalkeeper and score like that? Like it. Yeah. Fucking watch this. I'm fucking yeah. bored of this. Watch this. Yeah. I'm going to fucking go around. Have a look at this. I'm going to run around every cunt and the keeper, and I'm going to fucking yeah. score a goal. How about that? And then he did it. And that is and a you're goal. you're right. It's fueled by cocaine. No one would have the audacity to even 
dream up a goal mm. like that unless they were on cocaine. And, and it came back, didn't it, at the weekend? At the weekend, the, the lad's son from Tottenham, yeah, he did an even more cocaine goal than Diego Maradona when he invented <laughs> it. He took the Maradona cocaine goal and he sort of built on it. He built on it into something so extreme, so alarming, so terrifying, mm. but also so beautiful. I'd certainly never seen anything like it before, and I doubt I ever will again. He received the ball on the edge of his own area. What do we know about this bloke? Not much. We know he's Korean. Mm. We know he's quietly become one of the top sort of 10 players in the Premier League over the he's last three useful, years. He's incredibly useful, isn't he? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he doesn't make a big song and dance about it. He just gets on with it, no. doesn't he? He doesn't, he doesn't get all the plaudits that your Harry Canes or your Deli Alleys get of this world. But some would say he's had an even bigger contribution. Anyway, perhaps he's sick of it, Andy. Perhaps he's sick of the fact that Harry Kane and Deli Alley and all the he's other the show, showy ones get all yeah. the plaudits. And maybe... He's thought, before the game, fuck this, mm. I'm going to bang a couple of fucking Hollywood lines of the Iron Filings off mm-hmm. because that there's a new manager and I know that he likes big characters with personality and charisma. And one thing I know for sure is that taking cocaine is a surefire <laughs> route to personality and charisma. So he's taking... He's a- not just... It- He's not just done the cocaine goal. He's he's mixed it with heroin into a speedball <laughs> yeah. and he's injected it into his own eye. Hang That's on a what minute. He's done. Are you talking about the way in which River Phoenix died? Yeah. <laughs> right. But but this is in a positive he's d- way. He's done a River Phoenix. He's yeah, injected a, a speedball into his eyeball, gone straight out onto pitch and given it, give me a ball, give me a fucking ball, give it me now, give it me now, I'm clear. He did. And they've he gone, did. all right, calm down. He did. And they've given it to him, and he's just turned. And he's, I've seen, if you watch closely, I've watched it and watched it again. And you can lip read him, and he goes like this. He looks up and he goes, <laughs> Watch this, motherfuckers. That's what he says as he receives the ball. He says that yeah. as he receives the ball. And then he accelerates like a fucking train, right? And what's mm. particularly spectacular about it is that. He doesn't dribble like Maradona did with his cocaine goal. He doesn't go in and out. He doesn't go round oh, he people. He just goes straight for the jogger. He runs in a straight line at such yeah. speed and power that no one can catch him. <laughs> no one can catch him. He's just a runaway train. And then somehow, when he finally gets inexplicably into the opposition area, he manages to put the brakes on sufficiently to slot it home with a perfect finish. And to me, that is the ultimate cocaine goal. I think yeah, it's one of the best goals beautiful. I've ever seen. Um, and it was the, so good, Andy, that when I came in last night, late, I'd been on the road, more of that later. I came oh. in, I switched on match of the day. Just, I wasn't, I didn't have big plans to watch it. I just needed to unwind for five minutes before going to bed. Mm. And that game was on. And I wasn't expecting the goal. But I had seen that Son was trending on Twitter, but I hadn't investigated why. You didn't know why. I thought, who knows what the cunt's done. He's capable well, of anything. Fucking broke someone's leg the other week, didn't he? Yeah, I thought yeah. that cunt's capable of fucking anything. Yeah, he might. Have, who knows? He might have fucking come out and you know he might have walked out onto the pitch and shat in fucking Sean Dyche's dugout. Yeah, he's capable. I, of I thought there's a million reasons that he could be trending, but what he had done is he's got. But when I saw it, it was that good that I watched the replay a couple of times and I saw ultimate cocaine <laughs> goal. And then I just switched telly off, mate, because I thought that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Get any better, There's no it? point watching match a day beyond that. The rest of the match a day <laughs> is ruined 
by that, yeah. possibly forever. I mean, there was lots of there was lots of decent football over the weekend, but the best match by far was Everton versus Chelsea, which was on yesterday lunchtime. Yeah, I didn't see it. But Duncan Ferguson, oh, yeah. as the interim manager of Everton, revived <laughs> Everton in a similar style to when. Um, What's her name gets that um, injection of fucking adrenaline in Pulp Fiction? In Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman. They suddenly Uma Thurman. they whack that syringe into the chest. I think Eric Stoltz. Straight into her chest. Eric Stoltz whacks a syringe into that her chest, and yeah. she sits up all alarmed. And that's what. Yeah, yeah. that's it. He was Eric that's what Stoltz. Ferguson did. Duncan Ferguson yeah. was Eric Stoltz, and Everton are Uma Thurman. So who's John Travolta? Was- I'll tell you who. Bill Kenwright. He's the cunt on the sidelines <laughs> looking on, Showman. giving it. You've got oh. to fucking do something to help. Oh, is the showman. Yeah. Yeah, and they scored after, I think it was about four minutes, and it was Richarlison that scored, and he scored with a fucking Duncan Ferguson goal. They sent a cross yeah. in from the right-hand side, Richarlison leapt above all of the defenders and just nutted it straight in the back of the net. Fucking hell. Ferguson's gone, right, lads, I want you to go out and play like me. And just score goals like I did. Headers. Just fucking go and do it. I'll tell you what I want to see today, lads. Headers. And lots of them. <laughs> yeah. Crosses. And headers. Head. 90 head, minutes. Head. 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 <laughs> you see the ball. Head it. If you, even if it's not in the air, get it down on your hands and knees. Head the fucker. Flick it if you're nowhere near the ball. Head it. Head it. Head if, it. Head if, it. If you're nowhere near the ball, just imagine one and leap up and head it. Head it. Because it's good practice <laughs> for when it comes to you. A-B-H. No, not actual bodily harm, which I believe I was convicted of, but I'm not sure. No, I'm talking about always beheading. Always beheading. Head the fucking ball. You know what the problem with modern football is? You know what's going on with this football club? Eh? Not enough headers. Headers need to come back. If you just start heading the ball, you won't go wrong. Um, Ferguson, Ferguson really needs to just quit now and yeah. leave Everton and never go back because it is never going to get better than that. They did ask yesterday. him afterwards, well, uh, uh, have you got an hour on the job? You've obviously uh, thrown your hat in the ring after today's result. He went, ah, well, you know. Oh. <laughs> he should have just said, fuck yes. that. That's me done. <laughs> T-T-F-N, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. I've headed, I'm only interested in heading. I've spoken to the manager, Bill Kenwright. I've spoken to the chairman, Bill Kenwright, the theatrical <laughs> impresario. And I have also spoken to the other fella who seems to be putting the money into it, mate. <laughs> Whose name I don't remember. And they have made it quite clear that they are looking for a coach who is interested in the full spectrum of footballing techniques. <laughs> Passing, tackling, shooting, and so forth. That is not for me. I am a heading man. I have always yeah. been a heading man. I believe in headers, <laughs> not football. Heading. Headball. If anything else... Comes into play, it will be violence, but it's predominantly heading. A smattering of violence as well. Occasionally, you do need to employ the footballing technique of violence. It's true. But on the whole, I prefer it if we can get by just with headers. He was fucking great, though, running up and down the touchline, hugging ball boys and stuff every time they scored. He might have been on the old iron filings as well. He might well have been. weekend all round. Probably was. It was early Saturday morning, wasn't it? So he probably had a long Friday night. Yeah. You've got. I'm still rushing off my text from 3 8 You see? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you've got Frank Lampard sat there with a face like a dog licking piss off a nettle. Mm. Because he was so fucking dismayed by the whole thing, and his his defence were a nightmare. Yeah, it was um, it was so good, so that was sweet. Yeah, and it also what, what, he's what like, is, there's no way Lampard can handle a man like Ferguson. No, no, 
It was a There was a, no a boys like that at my school. Yeah. It was what, very rough. What a vulgar He's a man. Scotchman. What a Jody, Jody Morris. <laughs> Morris. His butler. Morris. <laughs> Morris, who is that ghastly oaf? An ape of a man in the Everton coaches area. <laughs> oh, yeah, boss. That's uh, the caretaker manager. He looks like a caretaker. <laughs> he speaks in the vulgar tongue of the Scotsman. Well, Morris. I, think, I think he is Scottish, to be honest. A Scotsman in charge of a football team. How absurd. Well, I've heard do it you, all now. Do you do you speak Scotch, Morris? Just that I'll need an interpreter when I go for a, a little drink after the game. I've brought a lovely, lovely bottle of wine, which I hope you'll enjoy. <laughs> now, he probably takes sherry. Because he, yeah, he wine's will. a bit too strong for him. It tends to be dizzy. Yeah. Mother says it. Mother used to say it brought me out in a rash. <laughs> I wasn't myself. I can't trust myself. A thimble full of sherry is enough for me. I bring my own glass. <laughs> and just before bedtime. So that I don't get out of control. But uh, yeah, that was the best match of the weekend. Manchester City, Manchester United was quite amusing in places. Uh, that was worth watching. So That's... did you not see any of the games? Nah, I've been, on, I've been on the road, man. I've been. I haven't okay. seen any football. I saw the, like I said, saw the highlights of Tottenham, and I saw a bit of Leicester today. I haven't um, seen any of that yet. I saw a bit of Leicester, and they are really good, and look like they will probably be the only team to run Liverpool even yeah. slightly close. But you yeah, know, fucking hell, we, we didn't see that, did we? I mean, there was a lot of people saying, oh, I, I think Leicester might be there or thereabouts. Keep an eye on Leicester. I think they're quite a good team. You know, uh, Tielemans, mm. who's a Belgian guy, he's a really f- top-class midfielder. Yeah, fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> it's, t- it's turned out that they are good and they are going to yeah. probably finish second, I imagine. To be fair, what is it now? Is it four years now, since four seasons since they won the league? Has it been the uh, third three, season I mean, since then? been three champions since then. I think Chelsea won the following year yeah. and then Man City won twice. So that's yeah, three. So I mean, yeah. and, and they, they dropped right down, didn't they? They ended up having a couple of bad seasons yeah. afterwards. They didn't. They didn't keep nah. it up at all. So they've come again. This is a new really team. This from, is a new yeah. team. I mean, there's very, you know, if you look at the players who were there then and are still there now, you got Vardy and Schmeichel, are the two mm-hmm. main ones. Other than that, it's that's almost pretty... all completely new team. Yeah, yeah. They got the same there's keeper no and the same centre forward. The weird thing is, is that the centre forward Vardy. I mean, he wasn't even particularly young when they won the league before. Now well, he's, he's thirty-two. Now he is playing as well now as he did in their title-winning season. He, yeah. He's retired from international football, so he's able to like you know have a bit more rest than a lot of his contemporaries. Just rest. And unlike the other teams in that sort of top six, they're not they're not distracted by Europe. And Liverpool exactly. will be soon. Liverpool are, are going to have to go off to all sorts of daft competitions, well, they're, some they're, sort they're, of fucking they're, world competition or oh, something. Oh, they've got that, haven't they? Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Fucking well, stupid. I'd be livid if play- I was Jurgen Klopp about that. Yeah, they're playing each other on Boxing Day. Leicester Liverpool on what Boxing Day. What a fucking Boxing that Day it's going to be. Massive, yeah. Well, I'll be at Sunderland's match, whatever that is. I don't know the fuck we've got, but we're at home. Oh, I never go to we football lost on again. Boxing Day. We lost, Sunderland lost again. The weekend at Gillingham, uh, oh. right at the death, 1-0. Uh, that's two wins in 12 now for our completely inept new manager. Do you think that, I mean, when a club changes manager more than once in a season, it's a fucking, you're really in a crisis situation. But yeah. do you, I know you want it to happen. Will it happen? Um, I don't think it will because of the chairman's pride and also for the fact that he's got a two and a half year contract to pay off. For Phil Parkinson, which you don't, we haven't got the money to pay that off. So no, 
disaster, mate. You're staying down, man. Probably, yeah. It's relegation form at the minute. Yeah. um, West Ham playing tomorrow night against Arsenal in what looks like a relegation six-pointer. And (laughs) a couple of a couple of weeks ago, I was like to the Arsenal fans who was, you know, I said, listen. You will definitely get three points against us, so I wouldn't worry. At least getting three points. Mm. Since then, although West Ham had a blip against, well, you know, a reverse blip against Chelsea and played well, we were back to business yeah. as usual on Wednesday. Yeah, against, that was a one-off against wasn't it? Wolves, and uh, we're shit again. But Arsenal really do look shit, so it'll be interesting tomorrow what happens. I don't know if there's a sort of a game where both teams can lose, but if there is, it's this one. Well, I predicted 1-1 for it, and you predicted a 1-0 West Ham win, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of us might be right. But over the weekend, the other matches, you managed to get one point, Sam. Fucking hell. Just segueing briefly into the, the prediction league. I got four points, because I managed to get Brighton 2, Wolves 2. Uh, and Results Bot got four as well. Results Bot predicted that Gillingham will beat Sunderland 1-0. So, cunt. where does that leave everyone, then? Uh, you're on 82, I'm on 80, and oh, results box so on 69. So we're going at the Christmas period and it's all to play for. I went up um, to Birmingham yesterday and I ah, right. it was to visit my niece who is at the university mm-hmm. up there and I took my daughter up to visit her. And what one of the main reasons I agreed to do it was that I worked out a route that took in um, Beaconsfield Services which is, <laughs> in in my opinion, the best services, certainly in the South. But what made the day so special? I texted my mate, my mate, uh, associate of the show, Big Mark, the producer. Yeah. And he actually lives near these services. And there's a huge right. Weatherspoons there, as well as a Nando's, oh, a McDonald's, yeah. a Pizza Express. It's perfect for our, for the, was, for our meetings. Was this... Was this the first one that that opened an, uh, a Weatherspoons in it? I don't know. And I, a while ago. And uh, but people, he lives in there, and he said that he knows people, and I think he's one of them who just go to these services on a Friday night because it's, it's that for a good. night out. And he has said if he ever gets married, he wants his stag there, a stag at right. services. It's got everything. It's got a huge Pizza Express. It's got a Nando's. It's got a Greg's. It's got a McDonald's. It's got a Smiths, obviously. Um, it's got various other food outlets that I haven't heard of before. But then it's got an Ibis, right, at Ooh, hotel. So it's sexy. right up our street. And it's got some rentable meeting rooms above the food court, right? Really? That I think are those Regus. Are they called Regus or something? Yeah. Like that business centre. Yeah. So you can rent one of those. Then there's a there's a Weatherspoons for when you want to... A big Weatherspoons when you want to really, like, get a few drinks down, yeah? And then you just keep mm. in the Ibis, so it's got, I mean, and the, and the thing is, it's not, it's busy-ish, but it's not like when you're going into a town centre on a Friday or Saturday night. There's no big queues, right? You could do a, a long weekend there, couldn't you? Easily. A mini brick. Yeah. Yesterday, this is what's special about yesterday, I did breakfast and dinner at Beaconsfield Services. On the way... When you said, when you said dinner there, do you mean what Northerners I mean would call southern, tea? I mean dinner, tea. Yeah, what you'd Sorry, call tea. Southern. Yeah. Yeah. Southern dinner. Yeah, and I got I got there on the way there. I st- we st- we stopped and we had McDonald's right, breakfast and a Strong. coffee right. Then I went and then I went uh, up to Birmingham, spent the day in Birmingham yeah. doing a bit of shopping and that. On the way back, it was we were running quite late because there was a bit of traffic. 
So I said, fuck yeah. this. We're, we're not going to wait till we get home for dinner. We're going to stop again at Beckinsfield. We're going back for more. And we yeah. had a fucking Nando's there. And it's fucking one of the best nice. Nando's I've been to as well. It's really nice. Uh, so we had, so imagine that. The same services, the, my, your favourite services. I can't remember what your favourite is. You have told me before. But your favourite services twice in one day. Jesus Absolute Christ. dream day, mate. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. So, did you... So, hang on, you engineered this trip to Birmingham did you say yes so that you could visit these services on the way yes and then, and then on the way back I hadn't always, I'd, I had half an idea that I might try and do it on the way back but I was like this is crazy <clears throat> thinking now Delaney I mean you know me right I like a big audacious plan you know I dream I, big Andy I'm looking at a map to try and work out how this works <laughs> I, I, I dream big don't I right you and, do. and sometimes said. and sometimes i you know i've flown too close to the sun haven't i because like, my, like icarus my dreams yeah. have led me into dangerous places at times but yeah i never stopped dreaming and i'll admit i did dream in the week when i was planning my trip to birmingham that i could possibly do it whereby i went for breakfast at beckensford on the way there and dinner on the way back, dinner on the way back. But i never commit, i never mentioned it to my daughter about dinner on the way back then I fucking well, saw been... it on the horizon. I pulled in. I didn't. I did that. It's a classic mm. dad move. This. This is one of the best things any dad can do, and we've mm. all done it. Apart from if you're listening and you're an awful absentee or dysfunctional father, in which case you probably yeah. haven't. Hi, dad. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, no, he's all right, my dad. But anyway, but he never did this. It's when you're driving somewhere and there's a treat place and you don't fucking mention it. You just yeah. pull in. Yeah, it's the best feeling, isn't it? And yeah, they go, and it takes it takes them a while to register what the fuck's going on. And they go, whoa, 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 hmm. what the, what ah? Uh? And you go, that's right, dickheads. I've pulled back into Beaconsfield. By this Treat stage, time. I have my, I have my niece as well, right? Right. Because we'd met her in oh, Birmingham. It was a rescue mission. We'd brought her back. Yeah, it was a bit of a rescue mission. Right. We brought her back. And I pulled in, and they're going, we where what what. Shot it. We're going to fucking Nando's for tea. We're going back in for Nando's. And it was like this. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Fucking great, mate. The rush of acceleration. I I felt like Son when he scored his cocaine goal. I had a similar thing once years and years ago when I was still still married and we were going to take the kids to Disneyland Paris. 
and we had it all booked. It was a four-day trip, but we didn't tell them. Oh, we didn't tell them we were going to Disneyland that Paris. Is fucking amazing. So we set off. We said we were going to go to Alton Towers for two oh nights. Oh my god! Right. So we set off, and we're on our way to the airport, and I had to pull over in a layby close to the airport to say, "Look, kids." Got something to confess to you. We're not going to Alton Towers. Oh. We're going to Disneyland Paris. Oh, you can't. And they went. <laughs> they went. They they both went. Oh no! We were looking forward to going to Alton Towers. The bastards! I'm like you. What? You fucking, fucking what? How? Well, you learned a lesson was, there, mate. Uh well, yeah, I've learned a lesson Do, about no, your kids. You know there. what? There is a lesson to be learned. Tell them you what you'd done is you told them you were doing something that was objectively a really good thing, Alton Towers. Yeah, I know. So, of course, I they're going to get close. excited. Too yeah, close. I went too you close to the target destination, kids, didn't I? Kids, um, we've got to get up early because uh, your mum and me, we've not been getting on recently and <laughs> we're getting a divorce and the way it works is we've got to go <laughs> to the divorce court first thing in the morning and you've got to be there. And that's how yeah. divorces work. You've both got to sign something with your own blood. You've got to watch it happen. you got to watch And we, we have it out. We have a big argument in court in front of yeah. a really intimidating judge. One of those judges. Airing of grievances with the big, in front of a with judge. With a big wig. And then and at the, the end, to make the divorce official, someone, quite a sinister person, in black yeah. robes comes in and he pricks your fingers and draws yeah. blood. And then you have to sign divorce documents in blood. And I go, oh, no, Dad, no. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, but I think for... in. It's for the best for everyone that we do this yeah. divorce ceremony tomorrow morning. And then they're crying, sobbing. And then suddenly they pull in, they go, oh, is this the divorce court, Dad? And you go, ah, no, it's the airport, kids. We're actually Guess going what? to Euro. We're not getting divorced. We're going to Euro Disney. Woo! Mickey Mouse, here we come, you bastard. And they're all like, oh, this is too much to handle. Why did you oh, do that? Oh. I'm traumatised. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think what I should have done was somewhere in between that and Alton Towers. Perhaps maybe some, yeah. I don't know, bark rubbing or something. Yeah, or just say but, you're um, going shopping. Say, oh, yeah, we've got to buy a new days. um we've got to buy a new uh heater for the upstairs yeah. room fan heater from Argos. But we've got to go to Newcastle Argos because the one in Sunderland's but, out of but, stock. But why have we got to pack our suitcases, Dad? <laughs> Told you, Newcastle. Anything <laughs> would happen. Yeah, we, we might get, get stranded. We might get identified as Macams and, and put and put in somewhere. Well, yeah, that's what happened. Disneyland wasn't good enough for them. Fucking hell. But did oh, you have mind. a good time in Disneyland anyway? Nah, it was shit. It was like March or something. It was fucking freezing. Yeah. I went to Euro Disney once. It was all right. But I won't <laughs> I I mean, go back. I've, I've done Florida since then. And what oh, I've said to anyone, if you're going to do Euro Disney, you might as well. stop yourself and just... Just save up a bit more and do Florida. Yeah. Fuck me, there's a world of difference between the two of them. They're very well organised, so, the Americans, and they're very eager to oh, please, whereas the, oh, French, you know the French are not eager to please. They're not. No, the French want want you dead. Mm. But, um, I mean, you know you know how cynical I am, don't you? Yeah, about yeah. cheeriness well, and stuff like that. Yeah. But Florida is, is my happy place on planet Earth. Really? All of that stuff, all of that have a nice day shit. Yeah. And all that bending over backwards to help you, yeah. I fucking cannot get I enough love it of it. Too, yeah, love I love it. America, and and yeah. you know what? I take it all at face value. Like yeah. people go there and they go, "Oh, they're so phony Americans. They're only doing it for tips." No, and I, I don't think, think it is. I don't give a fuck actually whether that's true. <laughs> but actually, I don't think it's true. I think they're just nice. Yeah, I mean, maybe some of it comes from a slight dim wittedness. I don't know, and I don't care. Mm. 
I think the American people on the whole, you've got to take people as you find them. And when you're in America, everyone's kind to you. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to get into deep conversations because it might turn out they're horrible racists. Yeah, but... yeah, and they might have a gun and shoot you dead. You don't yeah. know. So keep yeah. things superficial is my advice, you yeah. know. And if I mean, you do, stayed, you'll have la- a great time. Where we stayed last time in Florida, we were in, we were in a um, oh, it was a double tree hotel, which was quite nice. And then across the road, there was a, a petrol station that had a, a, a store, a general store where you could buy everything you needed, sort of thing. Yeah. And then just around the corner, there was a subway, so you could buy sandwiches and all yeah. that. And then next door to the subway, there was a sports bar, and oh. it had a sign on the door: "No concealed weaponry." Oh my I just god! Thought, oh, Don't oh, again. I like the st- I like the subway and I like the store, yeah. but I'm not so keen on the sports bar. That's the bit of even America though it I don't was really saying we don't in. accept firearms. The fact that that was even necessary would put me off. <laughs> the fact that there was a chance that someone may have a concealed weapon, or that yeah. they had had incidents in the past with concealed yeah. weapons, and if also what's their weapon- policy on unconcealed weapons? Like you know, if you've got two guns strapped to your chest, not Dunnock didn't say that was the thing. I think I think unconcealed weapons were fine. If you've got a gun, stick it on the bar when you sit down. Yeah, or Just if you've don't got hide those, it away. you know those really awesome like straps of grenades that you wear in a cross, yeah. two grenade belts. Yeah. You walk in like yeah. that, and they go, "Howdy doody, what would you have? I have a uh, gin and bit of lemon, please." <laughs> yeah, so um, two sides of America there. Um, anything else we're going to talk about in this episode? Um. It feels it's felt like a bit of a subdued one. I'm not in the mood, to be quite honest. Not in the mood for podcasting. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be blunt, I'm not in the mood. I'm not feeling it. But you know, there you go. They can't well, all be winners. Sometimes those Sundays can fall upon you. And because yeah, we are recording this on Sunday evening as we, we usually do. I know yeah. there's one thing that I will raise uh, um that I wanna discuss, but we might we don't have to go right into it now. Um It is a character that I've become aware of. Everyone might know this. Um, And he is... Hang on, hang on. I've got to find out. I've just got... I've forgotten the cunt's name. He is... is In in European countries, continental European countries, there is a character who is like the opposite of Santa. He is Santa's nemesis. And he is is supposed to... um, He is supposed to visit the kids who have been naughty. So the right. idea, the idea, right, that um, Santa only visits you if you're good, yeah, mm. great. But then you think, well, where's the jeopardy? The jeopardy is yeah. if you're bad, you are visited cunt by a character along. called Krampus. And let me tell you, you used the word cunt there and never have you used it so appropriately <laughs> because this bloke is a fucking thunder cunt, if ever there was one, <laughs> right? Krampus. I'll just read you a bit of his uh, yeah. of, of his uh, Wikipedia entry. In Central Europe, folk, Central European folklore, Krampus is a horned, anthropomorphic figure mm. described as half goat, half demon, who during the Christmas mm. season punishes children who have misbehaved. Fucking what hell! Cunt. This contrasts with Saint Nicholas, Santa Claus, who rewards well-behaved with gifts. Krampus is one of the companions of Saint Nicholas in several regions, including Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, and uh, Slovakia and Slovenia. He's everywhere. Yeah, he fucking gets about. The origin of the figure is unclear. Some some folklorists and anthropologists have uh, postulated it as having pre-Christian origins. In traditional parades and in such events, uh, events as the Krampuslav, right, 
which is the Krampus Run. Mm. Right. Young men dressed as Krampus participate. Such events occur annually in most Alpine towns. Krampus is featured on holiday greeting cards called Krampus Carton. So I <laughs> looked into this and I looked on YouTube at some yeah. of the Krampus laughs that take place at Christmas in many right. Alpine towns. And they are fucking terrifying, right? This bloke, you know when you just get a glimpse in Rosemary's Baby, you get a glimpse mm. of the sort of demonic figure, supposed yeah. to be Satan, that is having it off of Mia Farrow when she's yeah. asleep. And it's it is reminiscent of him. He's also right. reminiscent of that big sort of rabbit bloke in um, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, yeah. What do you think of Donnie Darko? I think it's a shit film. Yeah, I was really overrated. Yeah. It's the most pretentious load of old fucking shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Actually, no. I've seen more pretentious no, shit, but it's that worse. There. Yeah, yeah, there's worse. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a bit like that cunt. Um, and uh, he's terrifying. He's got horns. He's all hairy, but he's man-like too. So he he's not on all fours. He can run. He's mm. upright. Uh, and they just fucking, they all dress up as him. And they just fucking charge around in German towns, Bavarian towns, all this. They just fucking charge about, dressed up as this fucking nutter, right? Santa Claus is often there as well, but he just stands there. Like, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't try to battle him, which is what you would hope. He just lets him get on with frightening the kids. And I'm like, I said, no, if I was fucking there, if I turned up, I've often thought it would be nice to take the kids to a Bavarian town or village in the build-up to Christmas to go to a really, yeah. really authentic Christmas market in one of those sorts of places. Yeah. And uh, But I'd never heard of Krampus until Friday morning. I'm, v- I'm vaguely aware of it, but I wasn't really sure what it was. But, I mean, if we had it here, I, I could have used... I, I could have deployed Krampus in the car in the lay-by that day and said, you know, when they, when they kicked off about not going to Walton Towers, I could have said, right, I'm ringing Krampus. Hmm. I will tell you this much, right? If Krampus is listening, right, or if anyone listening is, knows yeah. Krampus, then give him a message from me. If he fucking turns up here, if he starts thinking that he can fucking move in here onto in our England. island, right, he's terrorised Europe, the children of Europe, for what sounds like hundreds of years, right? Mm. He's never touched England because we are Yet. an island and the cunt probably can't even swim, right? If he fucking thinks he's going to come over here and start harassing us then I will fucking spark the cunt out the moment I fucking set eyes on him. Are and that a little... is a promise from me to Krampus. Just from you, not from Top Flight Time Machine. Specifically from you, Sandalini. I, I don't, I don't want to say anything about you. You seem quite keen on the idea of Krampus because you want to use him. Yeah, you you want to weaponise him as a tool of fear against your children. I, I, I think it's inevitable he's going to come. We've already got, you know, we've got Halloween has been commercialised. Mm. We've got... Um, fucking Thanksgiving and Black Friday that's come from America we've got Christmas markets everywhere that have come over Fuck from Europe now, yeah um, well Christmas you know, markets proms. feel like his natural Kramp- Christmas markets feel like Krampus's if you if you look up pictures of him and videos and I've done a lot I'm of looking research now. Christmas markets seem like his natural habitat and I'm looking now and, and I would keep a fucking sharp eye out I was at the Christmas market in Birmingham yesterday a lot of towns now have huge ones don't they and I would just say, keep your eyes peeled for this cunt, because he could be jumping out from behind a mulled wine stall exactly. at any well, moment. Exactly. Well, it says, 
It says here it's customary to offer Krampus some schnapps. Fuck off, he's not getting fucking anything from me. The last thing we want is that bloke pissed up. He's fucking mad enough as it is. Fucking And the last thing you want to see is Krampus on the iron filings. Fucking hell. So it's a worry. In... In Italy, an annual Krampus festival is held in early December. Just before the sun sets, the Krampus come out from an old cave and chase children, uh, punishing off. them with strokes on the legs. Ah! And that's 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 like with a oh, you know with a weapon. Sounds a bit to Prince satisfy Andrew-ish. their anger, children and young people must recite a prayer. No. North American Krampus celebrations are a growing phenomenon. There you it's go. happening. It's, it's going to happen eventually. Happening. But I'm saying you fucking come here, you start stroking my kids' legs, right? You're and I will ass. fucking put you on your ass, right? I will put right. I will take you out of commission. One punch. Bang. One yeah. punch, Delaney. You're out of the game. Krampus. Krampus gone. Krampus has been fucking cancelled. Krampus and, has been fucking neutralised. But let me tell you something else, right? If Santa's <laughs> listening to this... Right? Yeah. Santa, you're the cunt who should have dealt with this so it yeah, didn't fall to me. Dickhead. Muggins, Delaney, yeah, having to clear exactly. up your fucking mess as usual, right? You it's- should have fucking sparked the cunt out or use whatever magical Santa powers you've got. Like, I assume yeah. you can shoot fucking lasers out of your fingers like the Emperor, something like that. He has been taking the piss for years, scaring children, stroking children's legs, making them say prayers. You're the anti-Krampus. Deal with it yourself, or I'm going to fucking deal with it. And Wouldn't when I deal with it, me. it's going to be horrible. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Santa and Krampus are in cahoots, to be totally honest. Well, you've got it's to It's a little bit convenient, yourself, isn't it? Yeah, because I yeah. think that every hero requires an anti-hero. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, I guess so, brand Santa doesn't really work as well without a Krampus. Without Krampus. Mm. That's the well, way brand that... brand Santa's worked fine for us for... Over forty years, no, we've really just become aware of this. Krampus. Is what this is what Santa's advisors will be telling him. You know, he's <laughs> fucking marketing people and his brand yeah. experts. Well, well, to be honest, I mean, I've been operating, I've been operational in the UK for about hundred fifty years since Victorian hmm. times, right? And uh, I've never. Funny thing about the Brits is they've never had Krampus. They won't have him, right? <laughs> it's just one of their things. They won't. Have, they're intolerant of demons, demonic figures. They don't like it. <laughs> And I've got along fine on the old. I've got along fine in the UK. And they were like, no, yeah. Santa, honestly, we need to expand Krampus's operational areas into the UK and all areas of Northern Europe. I'm telling you, they're not going to fucking stand for it. <laughs> and there's one bloke there. He's ready for him. I've heard. I've heard his podcast. <laughs> so, you know, think on. I'll well, put Krampus we in are, the then. newsletter, which is running about yeah. a week late. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, that's it from this one. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got some mailbag stuff, haven't we? And some tweets and stuff. So if you want to send stuff in today, you've got a good chance of getting in because a lot of it's been shite. Oh, yeah. And listen, right? If you have been... If you have ever encountered Krampus personally and had dealings with him, you got up close, you've seen him in action... Yeah. Tell us your stories. Email them to us. Add add that to the list of stuff for us. Oh, Christmas yeah, it, um, it, mailbag. If special. you want stuff on the on the mailbag show, then it's always better to email rather than tweet it at um, toplighttimemachine at gmail dot com because then we'll mm. just save it into our mailbag folder. Whereas tweets often get lost in the blizzard of, <laughs> of madness and hatred. Too fiddly, aren't they? They're, to deal with. There's a yeah. the, the, and Twitter is not a place in the build up to an election. Uh, Twitter is not a, a place that we like to spend too much time. It wants to be. Yeah. Oh, exactly. All right, and thanks for listening. 
Uh, we're back tomorrow. TTFN, Cheers, dickheads. TTFN. Just rest. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details.